It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 Hello and welcome to the Ball Talk Podcast. Today, we're joined by special guest, actually. Unfortunately, no Chaz, but we're joined by Montreal native and Lincoln Prep's finest, Anthony Maxwell Jr. Anthony, how are you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. You? I'm good, man. It's, it's not too crazy down in Ontario? Oh, man, there's a lot of snow down here. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, in Quebec, it's still too cold. It, it's currently yeah. 8.15 p.m. Saturday, February 13th. And look, we got Anthony on. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk about his journey from Montreal to prep. We're going to talk about what he's looking at for the next level. And, you know, I'm real excited. So, Anthony, let's kick this off. Tell us about yourself. Tell everyone where, where have you played, what position you play, all that stuff. Give us, give us the, whole, the whole shebang. Okay. Well, like you uh, said, my name is Anthony uh, Maxwell Jr. Uh, I play at Lincoln Prep. I'm a point guard. I am 6'1". Six, six and well, yeah, I play down at Lincoln for this is my first year where I'm just getting in the thick of just getting in the thick of things, you know, getting used to it because this is my first year. You know what I mean? I'm not used to this. It's gotta so, be the yeah. worst. This gotta be the worst time to transition to prep oh, with all yeah. the COVID stuff going on. I'm not yeah. jealous. I'll make sure to ask you about that a little later. But I want to start this off talking about Montreal, talking about the city that raised both of us, of course, and with their that whole basketball thing there. So let's start. with Where'd you play inner city? Where'd you, did you play for your school team? What school team? What's your AAU program? You know, kick, kick us off. Let's, let's learn about the Anthony journey. Yeah. Okay. I first started playing basketball when I was seven. I played at, um, yeah, I played at, um, (laughs) what was it called? Dawson community blues. Right. I I played like, yeah, I played there for like about six years of my life. And then I decided to take a year off and just train with my dad, you know, and uh, work on my skills as a point guard. And after that, um, I decided to go to Park X. Um, Great coaches over there, Nelson, John, everybody down there. It's a very great environment to work out. You know what I mean? They push you. They get you to your max level. And that's what Nelson was doing with me. And John, they were making sure I got to that next level. So when I get there, I'm already ready. You know what I mean? Because as a point guard, as a small point guard, I have to have, I have to, I have to do more things than, you know, like a, a six foot five, you know, big, you know what I mean? Yeah. So as a six, nine big, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So they, they, they really got me to the next level. Park, so Park X, that's where, to them. Park X, that's where Lugans, that's where Lugans played, right? Yeah. That's where Lugans played. Do you guys have a relationship or you guys know each other? Well, like, I know of him. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen him a couple of times, said what's up, but, like. I know he's yeah. liked some of the video, some of your videos on Game Point. I've seen that. I've seen the, you know, the liked by. I've noticed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to text Junior to get stuff. you guys. I'll have to text Junior to get you guys introduced. Um, <laughs> where'd you play? Uh, where'd you play AAU? Oh, yeah. AAU, I played with Brookwood Elite. Mm. That's we also, played on that team too. Yeah, everyone, everyone that's good from Montreal has played there, right? Like, yeah, except everyone. for um, oh Tyrese, he played uh, Red Rush. Oh, Ty- right? Yeah, Tyrese played Red Rush. Tyrese yeah. played Red Rush. Everyone else has played Brooklyn. Yeah, everyone. everyone. All the Park X kids. Yeah. Park, yeah. Um, talk to us about your dad. So your dad. I know your dad used to be like a hooper, hooper. Talk to us about your dad a little bit. 
Oh, my dad. That's the greatest father. In my opinion, that's the greatest father alive. He's he's helped me with so much, like so much in my life. Like he had he had a chance to go like very big, but sadly he got hit by a car, which ruined his career. And he I, I guess he sees himself in me. So that's why he pushes me so hard. Cause sometimes when I get in the gym and he's working me out, I'm like, God, I hate this guy. Like I hate him. <laughs> But at the end of the day, he's my father, and I know he wants the best for me, and that's why I love him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he always be there. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of I've been listening to a lot of the Zach Lowe interviews with Colin Sexton, De'Aaron Fox, all the guards, yeah. all the great guards. Something I've noticed: all the great guards have great relationships with their father, and their father is the one that trained them so much. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, it's a good thing to see with you, especially. I mean, and your dad's your dad's a legend. Your dad's a Montreal legend, yeah. like. I mean, when I played, I played uh, Montreal United and we had Coach Scarlett and Coach Scarlett would talk about your dad all the time. It was mad funny. That was, yeah, before, I I, that was before I even knew you and I was hearing yeah. about your dad. Like, your dad's a legend back home. Yeah, I used to play with Montreal United too. No when way. I was, yeah, I used to play with Scarlett. Yeah, I used oh, to play. Coach Scarlett, yeah. that's the man. I, got, oh. I, got, I actually been meaning to text him. I got to shoot him a text. Yeah. Shout uh, out to Coach Scarlett. So talking about Coach Scarlett, talking about your dad. I want to talk about, all, about the coaches that you worked with the most back in Montreal. Coaches I've worked with, uh, Damien. Damien? That, Damien. Division he's all ball, Dion. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. he's not all ball. He's um Division Dion. Division uphill Dion. training. Uphill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uphill. That's the, uphill they're training. Tough there. Yeah. They're tough there. Yeah. They're tough. Like, Damien is – my dad is part of my development too, but I would like to say Damien is a part of it too, like a very big part of my development. Like, he trains me to be under six foot. You know what I mean? As a point guard. Like – he makes sure my shot's correct, my ball handling skills, just, like, the extra stuff I need to be a point guard, like, a really tough point guard. He trains you to be, like, a true point guard, even yes, though, a I true mean, point you're 6'1 guard. now, and, like, I mean, you're still at an age where you're growing. You could wind up being, like, 6'3". Yeah, I can never be, able yeah. To run that. You're going to be able to run that guard game. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's important. Like, if I grow, I already have the guard skills and the IQ you know what I mean? So if I just grow, it's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be good. It's Let's see if maybe get that Anthony Davis growth spread. That'd be yeah. that'd, that'd be that'd be hilarious, man. We're hoping. We're hoping. We're, oh, Lord willing, I, I wish I wish you could have had my height, man. Oh, um, man. I want to talk about Lincoln Prep now. How did you get? How did you get to Lincoln? Uh, I, I like the idea of Lincoln Prep a lot. Just to mm-hmm. make, just to make sure I've got this right, they're a lot like Top Flight Academy. So you, they're based out of Ontario. They play a lot of Canadian teams, and then when there isn't a pandemic with the borders closed, they go down to the U.S. to play against prep school teams, right? Yeah. Yes, correct. So how, how did you get started there? What was the – I know there's not a formal recruitment process with prep school, but what was the decision to go there? Talk, talk to us about all that. Uh, of course. Um, I had a game at, at Park X, and you know Jefferson Koulibaly? yeah. yeah. He came to that game. I guess it was um, Christmas, so they were down for the break. So he got to see me play. And as soon as he seen me play, I had like 30 that game. So as soon as he got to see me play. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> he, um. <laughs> he called his coach and said, hey, I have a point guard for you, and he's really good. So I guess after he called his coach, his coach looked me up, you know what I mean, got some film, heard about me. And, um, well, Dan Burke-Reed, um, you know Dan Burke-Reed? yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's um he sent my um film to to my coach, and I guess that's when my coach seen me, and so from there on, we've been talking. You know what I mean? He's been asking me how I'm doing, and so then 
I, I made the decision to go to Lincoln Prep because I, I looked at it and it seemed like the very good program. Like, and I knew that they would get me to a certain level because my coach is like, what's that word? He's a very, he's a very Meticulous? point guard. No, he's a very point guard coach, point, uh, point guard relate, related hmm. coach. You know what I mean? That's he's it, really good yeah. with point guards. So I said, I mean, if he works with point guards and I'm, and I'm a point guard, he's, I'm sure he's going to get me to the next level. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I mean, I'm a big believer in the prep school system. I've, I, I personally did two years in the prep system. I thought it was huge for my development as a player. So it's good to see you getting into that. Even though, mm. I mean, if anyone was reaping Montreal's benefits, it was you, man. You were killing yeah. the biggest there. You yeah. said this is your first year at Lincoln Prep. Yeah. One thing I'm curious about is what have been the biggest struggles you've faced since getting into Lincoln, on, either on or off the course, um, off the court. I don't want to talk too much about the virus with this, but I more mean like adjustment-wise, whether that's, you know, with the scrimmages against your teammates. I don't know if you guys have been able to play games or whatever. Mm. I imagine not with everything going on. Um, but what have been some of the struggles you've been facing on and off the court? Well, getting adjusted to the aggress uh, aggressiveness. Yeah. That's... The aggressiveness. It's very physical down here. You know what I mean? So just getting in the weight room with uh, Coach Florence and just working on my weight, you know what I mean? Working on my vertical strength, the agility, just everything I need for a small point guard like me. Because it's very important that if you're small, you have to have the strength and the aggressiveness. When you play. I yeah, definitely so, was watching your, uh, your dunk mixtape right before we got on the call. I just wanted to familiarize yeah. myself. I said, I said, this kid is at least 6'4". <laughs> <That's> a 6'11 <laughs> wingspan minimum. <laughs> <laughs> no, the kid, no, Anthony just got a hop. So I'm like, okay, yeah. damn. Yeah, I've um, been working on that. That's big. That, that's really big. I mean, like, that, was, that, that is definitely the biggest thing that I talk to most prep school kids that they face, especially coming from Montreal is it's the size it's the it's the getting in the weight room it's the all the kids that have been there for three years they've been under this structure for so long yes and i want to talk to you about that structure now at, at lincoln prep how is it what's your typical day like you know are you able to get how many hours are you able to get on the court is it a weight room session every day every other day are there saturday classes do you what, what's going on tell me tell me everything from the school school and time standpoint okay. So right now we don't really have anything because of lockdown. Oh really? There's lockdown there like that? Yeah, we have a lockdown. So yeah, yeah. But on a normal typical day, so Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday, we have practice. First practice is we get up six. Mm. Uh, we get up around five, then you get ready, and then practice is at six. It's like a, about a five-minute drive. It's not really too far. Mm. So six, and then after that, we get ready, and then we go to school. Then after school, we have lifting. We have lifting like three times a, three times a, a week. Mm. So then we have lifting, and then after lift, practice, and then that's it. So, yeah, that's, that's basically like what we do. And, and if um, we need help in school, mm. we just call our coach, and our coach gets us a tutor, you know what I mean? for struggling in a certain subject. So mm. that's really it. Did you watch oh, what's that Netflix movie with the, the kid that went prep to pro in Europe? Did you watch that one? What was it called? Oh, 
man, I, for the life of me, I can't remember. It's gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna hit me as soon as I, as soon as we end this interview, I, I, I'm gonna feel yeah. like an idiot. Um, forget it. But I'm, uh, so with Lincoln, are you guys attached to a school and a gym, or is it is this like you have like a building and it's like okay, this is the entire basketball team. We live in the one building. We drive to school. We drive to the gym. Or is everything like walking distance, like uh, like an American prep school? Oh no 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 no. Uh, so we live in a, a like a house, mm. and there's one, two, three. There's three rooms, mm. and there's three people in each room. All right. Right. Um, but the school's not in walking distance. Mm. Our coach mm. usually drives us in a like the van. It's a pretty big van. Mm. Usually drives us everywhere to practice and school. Yeah, that's what he does. Oh, that's dedication. I mean, that's dedication yeah. on the coach's part. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I always have, you know, I, ever since I've retired, I've had the dream, you know, oh, maybe I'll just go coach one day. I could never be one of those coaches <laughs> that's got to be, you know, it's got to be, like, okay, so I'm going to have to drive my kids to school, back to, yeah. <laughs> to practice, back to back to the house, get them showered, get them to school. Yeah. Like, that's babysitting level. But like, that's a I mean, if the rest of the kids that. are like you, like, I don't imagine that's a work at all. Like, I know your oh. work effort. If the rest of them, are, if the rest of the kids are built like that, I know that that's nothing for him. Yeah. The big shout out to Zach. Big Coach shout Zach? out to Coach Zach. Yeah. That's big his name, Coach, Coach Zach. Zach. Yep. That's impressive. I mean, also like recruiting high, recruiting high motor kids. That that's a big reason why I couldn't. I don't know that I could find enough high motor kids like you. Yeah. Um, where are we at? So my biggest question for every high school athlete I've spoken to over the last year is how has everything been with COVID? Are you playing? Are you playing in masks? Are there games at all? Are you allowed to play in the squad? How has it messed with recruiting? How has it messed with getting gym time? Like, uh, let's start. Let's start with. Um, Let's start with gym time. How, gym does it, time. how does it impact gym time? Are you able to get gym time whenever? Are you only able to get gym time when, you know, when coach is able to find gym time? Like, are you allowed to scrim? Are you even allowed to get gym time now with everything it, going on? Um, we're we're gonna pra- we're we're practicing this Wednesday coming up, but with COVID and everything going on, it's very hard to find gym time. Right, because yeah. you know people don't want to open up and then you know spread you know make the spread of COVID. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very hard. But um, we we haven't played any games, mm. right? But mm. we do uh, scrimmage at practice. That's you know good. what I mean? Like scrimmages. Mm. Um, and so you guys have film from that. Film. Like if a coach, uh, if yes. a coach were to call you up, call me up. I, awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's important. Yeah, film. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> uh especially with how hard it is to get people in, in person. It's important to have that film. Uh, so yeah, it's no games. Important. No games. Are you, are, you allow, are you allowed to go on in masks? Usually, like, how was, it, how was it first semester? Were you allowed to go play in masks? Were you, were you like, really playing? I mean, I, I've hated to watch the kids in the masks. I got to watch my yeah. little brother play. I got to watch my little brother play today. He played Tilton, the Tilton School, mm-hmm. and they were all wearing masks. And I'm like, this is, like – I mean, it's safe, but I'm like, that's that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to breathe. Yeah, I really are. And you're up and you're running up and down that floor. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, it was fine for me and my boys over the summer. You know, I would play in a mask, but uh, I, I, there wasn't a lot yeah. of running in those games. <laughs> a lot, a lot of one-on-one fast breaks going yeah. on. <laughs> no, no, no issue with the uh, masks there. Uh, I want to talk about how, how is it messed with recruiting? How is it messed with getting coaches into the gym? I mean, it's, you could send film to coaches, but 
it's better if a coach sees that kid in person. You know yeah. what I mean? One hundred percent. Because film, you can you can you can send it to a coach and you can be like, yeah, he's very good, but I'd like to see him in person. Like mm. you don't know, the kid could probably have bad attitude. You know, like yeah. a bad attitude, or because sometimes in film they like to show the highlights. Oh yeah. Right, but a coach wants to see like adversity like what is he gonna do when the team is down like is he a leader is he gonna talk Mm. you know what i mean like stuff like that they want to see how you handle adversity yeah Uh, i I mean like as i I mostly do nba talk but one of the big things that everyone is talking about now is you can't get into the gym anymore you can't get into the into the games anymore they're watching like the the detroit pistons is the example that i like the most because that entire team got flipped no one knows what the dynamic is like because no one can get into practice. No one can watch mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant as a leader. And I just can't imagine how hard that is for, like, for all the players, all the high school kids right now. And, I mean, you graduate, yeah. you graduate next year, right, 2023? Yeah, 2023. Did you reclass when you showed up at Lincoln? Reclass, yes. You did. All right. Yeah. That's good. At least you have one more year to get into, uh, one more year where hopefully you'll be having games. Hopefully you'll be having coaches at the games and hopefully Lincoln will be able to cross the border and play some. Yeah. Hopefully serious praying serious struggle. When you were in, so you were in Montreal from what late December until the start of February until like last week or something. Uh, yeah, actually. Yes, I was, I was. Were you able to find any gym time? At all ball. All ball? You, you know all ball? I know yeah, all so. ball. My mom was trying to get me down to all ball. I told her I'm too retired for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, all ball. i just been getting in the gym over there, you know, shooting, working with my dad most of all. But I usually I usually get there because of, um, what's it called, curfew. Mm-hmm. So I usually – curfew ends at 5, right? Yeah. So I usually get there around 5.30, put up shots until 8, and then after 8, you know, go back home and I have the whole day for myself. I can go see my girlfriend. You know what I mean? That's good. That's that's yeah. good. Shout out to the girlfriend, of course. Yeah. Shout out Julie. Shout out Julie. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I do not miss those six a.m. workouts at all. That's that's oh, dedi- that's dedication. That's, that's to get up dedication. to go to all ball to do five thirty <laughs> and what they're all the way out in Dorval, right? Yeah, Something it's like, like that. Sometimes you get out of bed, you're like, do I really want to get up? Because my dad doesn't wake me up. Hmm. Says if you really want it, you gotta wake yourself up and wake me up. That's a great attitude. That's so great I gotta, attitude. I gotta get up, wash my face, and then go to my dad. And say, listen, I want to work out, and he drives me there. That's good. that's impressive. That's good on your dad for that. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, I remember at IMG we'd have six a.m. practices and just I, I had that and school and everything. I was just at a certain point I was just burned out. Yeah. And I mean I was I, I was not I was not half the player that you are. So mm. I get so you know I get why I get burnt out. That's impressive that you've not gotten to that point. Thank you. Um I know I know how meticulous you are with your work. I know how mm-hmm. meticulous you are. I've mentioned it a few times. I know how hard you work. We trained for those uh for the listeners, me and Anthony trained together two summers ago now, three summers ago at Core Excellence. I, three summers ago, I, yeah, three summers ago. And, I mean, his work ethic was obvious back then, and you were what, fourteen? Yeah, I was fourteen. You were, you were, uh, he was, he was a whole kid working yeah. out with like adults. Like what we had, there was two NHL guys there. Everyone was just work. It was, it was a bunch of like men, and Anthony was there at fourteen working. Junior, so I, junior, I, junior, junior Farquhar was there. Was there. Yeah, Junior was yep. there. Yo, shout out, Junior. Shout out again. Love that guy. Um, love that guy. 
But we were just like, like it was obvious how hard he worked. It was all, it's always yeah. been obvious how hard Anthony's worked. I want to talk about how COVID has impacted that in terms of getting the coaching you need and the time you need on the court to improve your game. Are you mm-hmm. still able to get enough time on the court for yourself? Or are you like, or is it like, okay, I have to take this. This is the one hour block that I can get. You know, like what do you, especially now at, um, at Lincoln where it's hard for you to get on the court, are you able to find the time to get workouts in in other ways? Um, it's definitely difficult to get a workout because of, you know, COVID. So, uh, what I usually do is I usually, cause, um, right now I'm in the living room. I usually move the couches and I, I, I dribble, you know what That's I mean? Cool. I work on my ball handling and when I can get in the gym, mm-hmm. I call my coach and he says, all right, let's go to the gym. And then my coach gives me a workout. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I know it's important about to find that balance between getting coached and working on your own. Yeah, it's very important. At Lincoln, what has your role been with the basketball program? What kind of player are they trying to help you blossom into? And what kind of player do you see yourself as? With Lincoln Prep, what my coach is trying to do is he's trying to make me into like a very true point guard. Like mm. like a like a Chris Paul, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, we love Chris Paul on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I see myself, my favorite player growing up was D. Rose. Oh, yeah. Because of his explosiveness and just, like, like he jumps really high. <laughs> right? So I used to, like, model my game after him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really liked AI because he was a mm-hmm. – he wasn't, he wasn't a point guard, but he was like a scoring point guard. You know what I mean? He was like a two, but a, he was like a two slash one. You he, know was what a I mean? fake, he was a fake, he was a fake point guard. He was a real yeah. shooting guard and they built the, I mean, I, I love AI. We, we're going to do a deep dive on him at some point on yeah. the squad. But AI, just one of a kind shooting guard, but also like what, six feet tall almost? Yeah, six foot, six foot tall, scoring, dunking, doing all this mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But like. What I see myself as is a scoring point guard. Like, mm. I can get a bucket when I want to. I can, I can pass. And when it's time for me to score, I can be, all right, give me the ball, call a screen, or get to the basket. You know what I mean? Or I can get, I can get into my shot. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm, – I'm, mm. I, I classify myself as a scoring point guard. That's but good. if you need me to pass, if you need me to pass, I'll pass. You know what very Trey Young-like, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I can do it all. I can do it all. Uh, what do you what do you look at for the next? So you said at Lincoln, your coach is trying to make you trying to help you be a true point guard for the for the roster, mm-hmm. which I mean I, I love that in high school. I think that's great. I think that's great for a high school player to be able to learn how to do that because I know someone with your scoring acumen, you, you don't need you know you don't need to go and put thirty up on people every game. It's important mm-hmm. that you learn how to make the smart passes for when yes. you get to college. Yeah. And so you're saying in college, you think you'd be more of a scorer? Do you think you'd be you, would you be comfortable still being that that true point guard? What are your what are your who what who are you hoping to be in college? What I'm hoping to be in college, still the same, like like not still the same, but mm. a scoring point guard because that's I can I can really score the I can really score a basketball. He, he you know what really I mean? Score the basketball. I we, but. I, I, Everyone who everyone who doesn't know needs to go watch needs to go check his Instagram out. This guy can <laughs> score the basketball. But like with my height, I know coaches are gonna make me, you know, like a like a, a point a pass first point guard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Run the plays and pass the ball, look for the open guys. But I know that I can score. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know I can, I know I can run the show. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I know, in the back of my head, like I can, I can get a bucket. You know what I mean? But I, I like, I see myself as a scoring point guard. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right now you're you're 17 years old. Yes. And you're six one, so you're definitely growing, bro. You're definitely growing. I, and you got that large wingspan. I know. Like we've we've all seen it in the dunk mixtapes. My question is, I played in the States. I know what the prep school kids are like. I know they're big. They bully. They hit you. They, they hit you. In prep, I got dunked on more times than I can count. Like, so, oh, man. I, I, so, shout out to Terrell Brown. I've been dunked on more times than I can count. As, as an undersized point guard moving into a more physical level, how hard has that been for you? And I know they've been trying to make you more of a pass-first point guard. Yeah. That's an easy way to adapt to it, but that's not that doesn't help you as a person, like in your own mind, like the mm-hmm. mental side of the of the adapting for you. How has that been? I mean, it's been tough. There's like uh, a few times I've put myself down. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, damn! I wish I was no. I wish I was taller. Mm-hmm. But now I'm starting to say to myself, you know what? If you keep thinking about it, you're just gonna keep putting yourself down. So. Mm-hmm. If you just think, you know what, I'm going to be this size, right? You forget about it and just work on myself, you know what I mean? Then you, you start to forget about it, right? But it's, it's, it's tough. It's like, have you ever heard about the eye test? Oh, I'm a big believer in the eye test. <laughs> yes. It's like if a coach walks in the room and sees a 6'9 kid and then you got like a a six foot kid, five eleven kid. Mm. Who are you gonna look at? Mm. Like who looks more interesting? Yeah, you look at the kid who's you look at the kid who, who looks more interesting. But then yeah, you, know, you get on the court and we all watch. You know, we watch yeah. who's throwing, who's the who's the one that's running the off, who's the one that's running the show. And that's yes. where you get yours. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, like they, it's like they look at him. Like, mm. oh, he's tall. You know what I mean? So mm. let's let's pick him, right? But yeah. he can't really. He can't really do much. Like, he doesn't have, like, IQ. Like, he can't really dribble. He can't really shoot. But then you have, like, the 5'11 point guard who, can, who has a, a good IQ, who can mm-hmm. shoot the ball, who can pass, dribble. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just really, like, yeah. a, a height thing. You know it what actually I mean? really does. Like this, a, this actually leads into my next question really well. Everyone has their signature mover skills. Yes. For me, my skill was boxing out and rebounding, and my signature move – was getting the ball, passing it to the point guard, and not touching it for the rest of the play. <laughs> what are some of the skills that you have that you pride yourself on that, have transla- that you think have translated well from Montreal to prep? And uh, what are some of your signature moves that you think have translated well from Montreal to prep? Well, one of my moves that I really like doing, and, mm-hmm. I, and I have to use down here because everyone's tall, mm-hmm. is really the floater. Mm-hmm. Because when you get in that pain, you can't really, you know, like, yeah. you know, what people do this. You can't do all the throws. Yeah, you can't do all that, that shake stuff. You, you either get into the paint, you either shoot it, or you either go for a floater. Or if mm-hmm. you can, you dunk it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but, but when 611 shot blocker rotates in, it's a little yeah, harder to dunk it. If I get up first, then I got it. But if he oh, gets yeah. up first, no. But having, but having that floater in your, in your arsenal, I mean, like, especially to, like, I mean, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was talking about my signature move, the point guard that I'm yeah. handing it off to was Marcus Zagorowski, 
And oh. that guy has a disgusting floater game. Yeah. That guy probably has the best finishing package of any point guard I've ever played with. Mm-hmm. It's funny that you mentioned the floater. Um, that's a crazy that's, – that's definitely going to be huge for getting to the next level. Oh, yeah, very huge. Very what, are huge. Some other, what are some other parts of your game that you've, you feel like are, are, are your parts? Stuff that, like, you know, you get the ball at the top. You get the ball. You're, in the, you're on the wing. You've got an ISO. What, what are you going to? What are you going to do? Well, as a point guard, I'm very fast. I'm very quick. Mm. So I don't try to use too many dribbles to get to the basket. Mm-hmm. I try to use one move and get to the basket. So I'll either come down. I'll see if he's backing up on me. If he's backing up on me, I'll shoot it. But if he's close on me, I might give him a little hezzy. Like a hezzy into a shot. And then if he jumps, if he baits it, I go. Or if he doesn't, maybe I'm between the legs and just beat him to the basket. Because I, I can really get to the basket with my speed. Like I'm, I'm very fast. I'm very quick. Yeah, it's that first I mean? step. I know. Yeah, it's, and- my first step is very quick. So mm-hmm. all I need is like typically one move to get to the basket. Really. That's definitely one of the bigger advantages of being an undersized, a shorter point guard. And even yes. though you're only six one, like still having that, being closer to the ground, I feel I feel like it helps a lot with first steps. You know that you, feel, you get less you get less guys that are like six nine, six yes. ten with the fast first step. But a lot of those little point guards that are able to make it work. They've got that fast first step, and it's easy yeah. for them to get it in, get to the inside, get their shoulder down, get through their man. Uh, so we talk about the skills you pride yourself on. I, I want to know what are some of the skills that you've been working on, that you've been working hard for the prep level and for the college level that are stuff that you want in your game, stuff that you've been – stuff that you're like, I, I want this. And you might not necessarily have it yet, but something you're, you've been working on that, you know, me, the rest of the viewers, we can be watching at for when you're finally allowed to play games. Mm-hmm. Um. Really what I want to put in my game is, I don't know what the move is called. It's like. Describe it. Take a step by, take a step. By step. We, uh... It's when you beat your man mm. and he's on your hip mm. and you use sort of your, what's it called? Your, your shoulder, shoulder, like get him off you, right? Mm. Like really like body control. Like, oh, so the body on, ball away type stuff. Yeah. Use my body to get into the lane and mm. score, score layups mm. or. Yeah. Yes, just use my body because mm. yeah. that's a hard one to learn, yeah. especially like I mean I mean I played against Montreal defense and that's just like like for the viewers that aren't from Montreal, Montreal defense has a lot of cheating in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> About every other matchup you get. Oh my god. Half the matchups you get, you're gonna get a guy who's just like, Oh, he's beating me, I'm just gonna shove him. Like Yeah, I'm just gonna shove him, I'm just gonna push him. Oh man, the amount, <laughs> the amount of broken bones, <laughs> bloody noses. Oh man! Oh my God! You walk out of a Montreal basketball game, you are beat up. It's <laughs> like I used to walk. Yeah, Philly people talk about Philly and like Philly players, they're tough, but Philly players don't want to play basketball. Montreal, Montreal basketball. Half the teams will have at least three guys that don't know how to play basketball that are just there to hit you. <laughs> like you go off for a layup, and he's like pushing you, like right underneath the limit. Like what the hell? Oh man, what were some of the worst defenders? Oh, S. Sun Youth always had one of those kids. Sun Youth always had Sun one. Of, Sun Youth always had one of those kids that was just bigger than Sun everybody. Youth, man, just bigger than everybody, and they had the low rims too. Oh, oh, man. they had the low rims, and then everyone's dunking, yelling, "Hey, <laughs> clapping!" And then they win by thirty oh, because God. no one else can shoot on a nine-foot rim. Like, yeah, and then if you shoot it, it's gonna hit the ceiling because the ceiling's so small. <laughs> 
Oh man, the worst. Oh my god, that, that was the worst. But like, what was it? LaSalle Boys and Girls Club also got me. I went to one game. We had a full stadium. Everyone was stomping their feet, and the rim shook. Yeah, the, the net started going back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, why are they so excited that we're on offense? I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> they know we can't score. Oh man. Um, definitely, definitely Sun Youth. Uh, man, I don't, I don't really like that gym. No, no offense to any Sun Youth coaches. No, no offense to Sun Youth, the coach. Great program, great A program. Yeah, my brother great, did yes. one year with with them. Great program, but yes. they, they need a better gym. But I, I like that they're actually on island, which is an issue with most Montreal programs. Yeah. They got some great they had they had some great players on that team, like Eze. Yeah, shout out Eze. Eze, shout out Eze. I wanna talk about so you had a lot of a lot of off time, it sounds like. W- what have you been spending that time doing? Eating. <laughs> I've been eating a lot. <laughs> we're getting fat we're gonna get fat Anthony. Yeah. So been went eating. from molding his game after Chris Ball to molding his game after Kyle Lowry <laughs> in about two weeks. <laughs> oh man, I just I just been I've been eating, I've been stretching a lot, you know what I mean? Doing a lot of yoga. A lot of yoga. And um really since I there's no gym, I've been, you know, mostly dribbling. Dribbling a lot. And um You had any time yeah, to watch really film or anything like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have, I have games on. Um, what's it called? You know, Jay Basketball TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Is this like? Is this like? Wait, wait, wait. Is this um, the guy who's been doing it forever for Montreal? Yes, he's the one who films my games. Like <laughs> That's he films. Insane. Yes. That's a throwback. I remember messaging him when I was, I was young. I was fifteen, and he had, "Where are you going to be in five years?" And I said, "The youngest MVP in the NBA." He's like, you really think you're going to be that good? I'm like, no, I just got to say it because I got to believe it. Yeah. And I still think it. about that, and I'm still embarrassed to this day. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he um, he films our games, right? Mm-hmm. So he has them on YouTube. He's right, Jay Basketball TV. And you can, you can actually go watch them. Like, they have some of my games. And really, I just look back at my game, see what I need to change, see what I do well, what I need to improve on, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, shout out Jay Basketball. Anthony, this has been an absolute pleasure. Before we close this, for one, I just want to know if there's anything else you want to let us know. I'll let you guys know this. So, actually, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say a message for, like, all the 5'11 point guards out there. You know what I mean? I'm excited for this. Let's hear it. All right. So, height, mm-hmm. now that I'm starting to see, height really doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you got the heart and the determination to work hard, you'll you you'll really go far. So mm. don't don't let all that height stuff get in your head. You know what I mean? Just keep pushing and keep working. And also, if you're five eleven, you gotta there's like a whole bunch of five eleven six foot point guards in the world. You gotta have one thing that you do very well. One thing in your game that you do very well. Whether it's shooting, whether it's dribbling or passing, you make sure that that specific thing that you do well, you master it. You know what I mean? You put it into your craft. And what my dad and my coach has been telling me to, to adapt is that killer mindset. You know, like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, the killer yeah. instinct. You know what I mean? Whoever steps on the court, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dog them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very important to have that if you're, if you're, if you're small. You know what I mean? It'll really help you in the long run. So that's what I'm really trying to work on. It's my killer instinct. 
you clearly have the right mentality and you clearly yeah. have an amazing set of people, a amazing support staff around you that will support staff, support family yes. really that's around you that are, are making sure you're doing all the right things. That's really impressive. Uh, just, before we let you go, I got to ask, do you know, have you heard about Darnell Rogers on UMBC? Darnell Rogers. Five Name foot, sounds very five foot two point guard. Oh yes, 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 yes! yes. <laughs> I played two point guard. Yeah, yes, yeah. I've heard about him. I, know, I heard about all your your heart over height, and I was like, oh my god, what what was the name of the guy? I had to Google him while you were talking. Yes, <laughs> that's like, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's never been with the with the rise of positionless basketball and all the other all the other uh, you know basketball stuff we talk on this podcast, all the other analysis stuff. There's never as much as everyone loves the idea of six nine wings. There's never been a more favorable time to be a little shorter than usual. There's mm-hmm. more people that are what that are, you know, there's more ways that coaches can get creative. Coaches have never been this creative. Yeah. If absolutely. Darnell Rogers is able to see the floor, like, come on, then, any yes. coach can find any coach. There's no excuse for a coach to be like, he's too short. That, that's my opinion. Exactly. That's my opinion. I am not a coach. Yeah. No, I, no, I think that there's never been a time where it's more easy to, to coach. Just, it's just finding the right coach, you know what I mean? Finding the right program, you know? That's, what's, that's what matters. That's what you did at Lincoln, and, and that's what you're going to have to do again. You, you only need one. You only need one. Look uh-huh. at Jay Morant. John Morant. John Morant. Only yeah. need one. You only need one. Only need one, and it just uh, needs to be right. Yep. Anthony, this has been an absolute pleasure. It's been great it's, to, hear, to hear from you again, man. I'm yeah. Gonna, I, hope you're, I hope you're excited to be back on here again in a year. I hope you're willing to be back on here again in a year. No, oh, of course, of course. Awesome. All right, it's been great. I'm going to let you go. I know you got some stuff to do. Take it easy, man. All right, you too. It's ball talk. It's ball talk, baby. 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 Baby.